Hello and welcome to the Big Query Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Joshua. Today, I'm speaking to Luke Twig. We're going to speak about his experiences as a worker and a promoter. Um, I'm going to pass over to himself to introduce himself properly. Hi guys, I'm Luke Twig, uh, aka Luke Basham. Uh, I'm a wrestler uh, from Shropshire. Um, I've been in the business now five years. Five years? Something, something like that, I think, five years. I think you've been in it slightly longer than I have, and I've just passed four. Five no, sounds about right. Yeah. Well, th- it depends if we count 2020, doesn't it? Oh, if, well, if, I done, if we're not counting 2020, I've been in it four. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Because, oh, it doesn't count, does it? Most of us did, what, two shows? Uh, I did... I worked three shows. Barely yeah. two of them on my own, so... Yeah, I, I did... I think I did two. Maybe three. So I don't think it counts. So, I don't know. But we're in 2021 now. Things are looking up. And hopefully we can actually do some shows end of the year maybe 2022 preferably before we're ready to retire so um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping we're going to get some shows this year because i've got some plans so i'd love to get them out at least yeah i would love to see some shows go ahead this year i've just got to the point where i don't want to get my hopes too high right so i'm going to ask you about yourself you've just said you've been in wrestling about five years minus covid so We'll jump straight into it and say, during that time, what have been experiences that have stuck with you? What's What are big highlights for you so far? Um, probably one of the biggest highlights for me was uh, travelling over to Italy. Um, when I got into this, I never thought like I'd ever travel abroad, wrestling-wise. And um, it, honestly, when you travel abroad and you've got your case and everything like that, you do feel a bit like a superstar and it can go to your head quite easily. Um, but yeah, that stands out as probably one of the best moments. Um, believe it or not, like, I don't tend to have like big moment highlights for me. I always like try to crown like achievements that is my highlights in a way. Yeah. Um, so it's like if like, I became APW champion, um, because before I took it over, it was the one company that where I was training and things like that, and uh, it was just my dream just to lead that company as much as I could. Um, you know, wrestling people like Rampage and uh, Martin Kirby, probably one of the best matches I've ever been a part of, probably because the two of them carried me like mad. Um, but yeah, they, they would probably be my highlights, I would say, but more like my achievements than anything. Nice. I... I'll be honest, I don't think you're giving yourself quite enough credit for the when you've wrestled Rampage and Kirby. Like, they're both phenomenal, but you've got to have a certain level to be able to keep up with that. Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, it's it's a tough one. I'm not... Like, I, I believe I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, but at the same time, when you're in the ring with them, you can't help but think, because of the experience that they have... Uh, you can't help but think, well, these these two got you through the match. Well, I'll, you know, I'll be brutally honest. They were two of the nicest guys I've ever wrestled against as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the one of the, the big thing for me was like, and quite rightly so, I was nervous before going into the match. And Rampage just literally just walked to me and he goes, look, if you get nervous and anything happens, go to the corner, I'll come over and we'll deal with it. And I just thought, wow, like a guy of that caliber didn't have to do that for me. Um, but he did, and it 
Rampage is something I'll always remember. Yeah. I've never actually met Rampage, but I've never heard a bad word said about him. Um, I have met Martin Kirby, and I think he's got to be one of the smoothest wrestlers to come out of the UK. Like, he's, he's fantastic. He's like, We had him... Um, once I'd worked with him a couple of times, we had him quite regular at uh, um, ABW, and he just was so enthusiastic about making the guys better um, and making the product better. Uh, and I'll always be grateful for the, the times that he shared and uh, boosted APW's probably a bit more popularity uh, back then when he when he was when he was on the shows. Like yeah, very funny as well. When I met him, he was he had people in tears of laughter, so he's quite a lot of fun to be around. So that's quite a big thing for you. My next question was going to be matches, um, and you've just named that one. You were you were APW champion for it was a a year. Yeah, just uh, just uh, actually was I? Uh, yeah, I was. It was just over a year, I believe. So during that time, during working as APW heavyweight champion, who were other highlights of that of that time period that you got to work um, with? I, one of one of my closest friends, uh, CJ Connors. Um, we wrestled a few times in various places to be fair and um, we had um, a good singles match uh, for the title back then I also got to defend the title at multiple promotions uh, I defended at SWA which I didn't own at the time uh, This Is Wrestling and I believe I defended it at FCW as well Nice. Um, so you took it all which, over the place. Yeah, it was the one thing I wanted to do is because I wanted to do something that no one had done before, and you know everyone always remembers, you know the longest reigning champion and things like that. I wanted to be the guy that was the only guy, and still am the only guy to take it somewhere else yeah. and try and get it on other shows because I wanted the title to mean something. Um, not that obviously other guys hadn't done meant. You know, done that before, but I just wanted to make sure that, you know, that when people were seeing it being, you know, defended in Liverpool or close to Liverpool, you know, it puts APW on the map as well at the same yeah. time. Builds the name of your company, which is yeah. what it's all about in the long run. Company wise, so we've spoke about your highlight matches as a wrestler. You run APW and SWA. What would you say are highlights of? promoting them shows i know you haven't run swa that long especially because of covid but is there a is there anything that's stuck in your head so far um one of my favorite moments with swa um was probably when we had uh, those that know colin russell Ains, who were is a big announcer um in the UK, he usually works for Cami, SWA, uh, Wolfram, I believe, as well. Um, we had him actually turn heel during a match where he, he would cost Joey Sanchez uh, the title. And the when he did the low blow, the place just erupted. I, I've never seen anything like it. It was just literally, you had hundreds of fans standing up, couldn't believe it. And then um, we crowned a new champion as well that night. And it 
was just it was just one of the moments where you, you you had to see it to believe it. It was just one of them rare moments, and not I don't think anyone expected it. Uh, I think everyone like with the fact that we we've been teasing that Damien and um, Colin didn't like each other at the time and things like that, and uh, it just it was one of the moments which was just it, it, it surprised me the reaction it got. Yeah, it um, it worked really well because I remember hearing about when it happened, and I'm not really in the same circle. That's how well it worked. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, um, it definitely got the right reaction. Well, I'm glad other people heard about it because that means we did something right. Uh, APW wise, we've had some really like good matches and feuds over um, the time. Um, one. It's probably noticeable is if well if you're an APW fan is Jamie Future and Joey Sanchez. Um, they've had a feud for going over 15 years probably I think something like that, um, which has been at other promotions that were local that have disappeared, and then we eventually brought it to APW and it just like I remember we did the payoff match uh, an anniversary show and. We had Adam Max dead on the show at the time, and those two were out there, and they were absolutely killing it. And I just remember Max said, come up to me, he goes, Christ, it's like NXT in here. He said, the crowd are hot for this. And I was like, dude, this is what it's like normal. This is this is normal. This is what our crowd are like if you bring them into the matches. And they did. They tore the actual house down that night. And they've done it countless times with their matches. Yeah. Um, I've been at APW and SWA in the crowd and I I was in a rumble and I completely agree about your crowds. They're insane. They are so into everything that happens. They are so ready for it to happen that it's it's a really nice experience just everyone being so like into it which is a lot harder than people think it is. So it's when it's when like you ha- if you have them invested in stories and things like that, that's where they react to. It's like like with APW, it's it's you know yes we've got some guys that are well known on the industries in the industry, but most of our guys come through our training academy, so they've watched them grow into the, the people they are now, and it's like what we do is we end a show. So they, when it ends, they're like, okay, I need to, I need to come next month because I need to know what happens. Yeah. And it's like that's that's how it should be in wrestling at times. Um, I don't think enough people do it in the indie, personally. But I think if they did, I think you would see more places get getting bigger if they invested in the production and in like the stories more. Yeah. No, I completely understand that. Um, yeah, because you have quite a loyal and large fan base now, which I think is down to the hard work of the roster and yourself. So when it comes to that sort of work ethic and uh, the things you've tried to do, what what influences have there been in that? Is there particular people that you've sort of followed the guidelines of? Is there particular people that have helped? Or is it just a mix of things? And I would say it's like a mix of things. You know, I didn't have any influence coming into wrestling. Uh, which a lot of people tend to be shocked by. It's just that I didn't get into like wrestling because I watched it 
because I didn't at the time when I first started. I, you know, I watched it when I was a kid. I actually got into wrestling when I was about twenty six, I think it was something like that. Um, and I started going training and things like that. Um, but I didn't. I only got into it because I played football for twenty years. I got to a point where, you know, I'd had enough of football. Uh, I wanted something that was where I could spend more time with my kids and things like that. And, um, yeah, it was, it just happened like that. I went to a show at SWA. Um, the main event was uh, two wrestlers, one that I knew well, which was Joey Osborne, and the other one was um, Joey Sanchez. And I watched it, and I went, I think I could do this. Um, and then I just, next thing I know, I'm being invited to training. Um, but, yeah, like, I, like, it's in... A lot of the guys that you know that were around me at APW, they've helped me massively with APW. It's not, I don't want it to ever anyone to ever think that APW, which is something that I've built pretty much from the ground up. Um, don't want anyone to think I did that on my own. It's a lot of the guys behind the scenes, a lot of the workers, a lot of the uh, staff, the volunteers that we have. You know that it, they're part of the reason that APW has done well over the last five years. Nice, and obviously the hard work's really paid off, and hopefully you can hit the ground running again when things sort of start running a bit more smoothly. So when it comes to that aspect, obviously the as of now, which is the end of March, the vaccine rollout is going really well. It looks like cases have dropped. Everything's going well. We're on this track to freedom. Um. What are the plans for post-lockdown? Uh, for you as a wrestler and for you as a promoter? Um, I'm actually... I'm, I'm fairly busy now. Um, you know, as you've seen, we've got the unit now, um, which, you know, we can hold training there now seven days a week. Um, where's that... Really... Just a quick one. Where's that based out of? That's Telford. Uh, it's based at the M54... Um, Space Centre. Uh, it's only a small unit. Uh, I don't have you ever been to like the Hunter Brothers unit? Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Yeah. But it so enough for thing, a ring and to get you going. Yeah, and that's the main thing. It is. It's, it's our start. We've got uh, we've got a target of where we want to be in five year, another five years time. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, we can do it before then. But if not, we've got a target where we want to be. Yeah. Can people find? Us. Sorry, can people find that on your Facebook page? Uh, yeah, you can find it on our APW one uh, or Spot Fest. Uh, we advertise it on SWA as well now and again. Um, it's mainly on the APW one, though, um, and we'll be updating that very soon with a, a few things that will be uh, coming up in in the coming months. Um, some really good. Um, Seminars uh, happening at the back end of the year. Uh, I can reveal them now because we're going to reveal them this week. So, um, the first seminar we've got in September, uh, we've got Dean Ormark. Uh, the second seminar we've got, which is in October, um, we've got Doug Williams. And the third, se- uh, third seminar, uh, which will be in November, uh, is actually Jodie Fleisch, um, who... I believe I've just announced on um, our SWA page. So they're big 
three big names. That, yeah, they're really big um, seminars. You know, for seminar-wise, and I'm dead excited about what they... I'll be taking part in the seminars myself because they're three guys that I extremely look up to is in the sense of uh, their ability and, you know, what they've done for the British wrestling scene as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're excited about the unit. Um, like I said... Uh, we're looking for a new venue at the moment for APW. We've been talks with one. They're actually using it as a testing centre at the moment. So we're just waiting to see when they can stop being a testing centre for us and then we'll start announcing dates. Um, but, you know, we're really, with APW as always, we're really excited. Um, and SWA. SWA is looking um, like one of the best rosters I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because it's my own company, but when you look at some of the talent we've announced so far we've announced Dean Ormar uh, Jody Flies Today Joe Lando uh, Joe Lando Danny Black uh, you know some of the talent that's coming through now and we've still got some amazing talent to announce yet uh, I won't tell them that I won't tell you any more uh, on that yet but um, it's definitely looking at a bright future for Shropshire I've had this big push I think over the last year where I've really said I don't think enough people see APW and SWA I don't think enough eyes are on it for the British wrestling scene um, and I think people should and my big thing is to put Shropshire wrestling in general um, on the map Nice, so you've got the gears in motion even when we can't really do a lot, so you haven't stopped so that's you as a promoter, what are the goals as a wrestler? Um, so, at the moment, I haven't really set myself any targets, as in, like, to be on shows and things like that. Um, it's more about, at the moment, concentrating on my health, um, my fitness. Um, I'm lucky enough that now we've got the unit, I can go and do bits down there. Um, and I'm working hard, harder than ever on my cardio and on my strength. Um, and, you know, as of 12th of April, I'll be in the gym. Um, but that's just my main concentration at the moment is just sticking yeah. to the health, you know, making sure that my knee's better as well um, and things like that. And yeah, because that was quite a severe injury, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, an ACL rupture, um, which when I went to Oswald Street Hospital, um, who I doubt it they'll you know, be listening to this, but big up to them because they were brilliant. Um, when we went there, uh, you know, the guy looked at my, well, not x-rays, but it was uh, MRI scans. And he, and he said, I've done thousands of ACL repairs and yours is one of the worst tears I've ever seen. And I was like, well, sounds great. Um, and he was like, but don't worry, we'll get you back into, uh, we'll get you into back into wrestling. And, you know, the surgery went well. It was rough for the first couple of days. Um, you know, but they kept saying to me, it, it'll be roughly about three months before you're walking without the crutches. I was walking without crutches within two weeks, uh, sorry, three weeks, um, because it, like, my mentality was that because I'm sat at home doing nothing now, lockdown was happening. I was like, right, I need to really um, get myself going and make sure I'm ready for when lockdown and yeah. this virus is, is gone. Uh, so now I'm still working on it. Um, you know, I, I believe I could get through a match um, now, but I still 
want to come back fitter and stronger than ever. Yeah. Um, so lockdown ended up kind of being sort of a, not a blessing, because it's not been a blessing for anyone, but it gave you that extra bit of opportunity to sort of get your head down and let your knee heal. Because we all see that thing of trying to be ready before we are because we're wrestlers and we're impatient and we want to get back to what we love doing. That's exactly it. It's, you know, we, we've all missed it. We, you know, we're all gutted that it's took this long uh, to get to this, you know, what we see the end of the tunnel now. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, you know, like with, with shows, like we've put shows in September for a reason. Uh, with APW, it'll be July if we can get it sorted. But we've done that for a reason because we want to give the wrestlers time to get into shape and everything, get ready. Yeah. Because a whole year off from wrestling, you know, I before um, we went into lockdown, I'd already had about four months off um, because of the knee injury at the time of, after the first surgery. Um, and, you know, I was out of shape. But, you know, I was breathing heavily during the matches and it's like that's not what you want. You want to be able to get through their matches as best you can. Um, so I know what it's like to have that much time. So I can't imagine what anyone, you know, if they've had a full year or uh, half now, yeah, where it's just going to be a nightmare. And it's hard. To, I, 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 my hat goes off to these people that can, you know, they can stay at home and they can exercise at home and they can get in shape at home. Because I can't. I'm not. After I got used to the gym. Um, I was like, I want to lift weights. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah, it's um, hard. It's hard to stay motivated at home when you haven't got that sort of kick up the arse of, well, I'm here now. I need to do it. You, exactly. You're at home, so you go, I'm at home. <laughs> There's the other aspect in that as well is wrestling cardio is different to normal cardio. Absolutely. And I think people will listen to that that don't wrestle and think, oh no, he's chatting rubbish. But it's so much different. You can do all the running, biking, uh, CrossFit, whatever you want to do. And then you get in a wrestling ring and it's so different. So until you've had that time to sort of run the ropes again and do all the different ins and outs and everything like that, the cardio hits so differently. That's absolutely true. It's why you can get people of such varying sizes because it works your body differently for some reason. Yeah, it's because a lot of it, you know, a lot of people, they'll, they'll run for miles, you know, hoping that the car, when actually, it's not about long distance in wrestling, people forget you're only in a small, you know, squared box, really, you know, at most, if, you, if you're on a professional standard, it's 20 foot, so a lot of it is short sprints, but even when you're doing like run-throughs and drills and things like that, they are short sprints, you're not really doing a full drill. For more than five minutes yeah it's more spots. like a hit workout spots are not, exactly spots are not five minutes long and this is what people don't realize they think if i go there's a difference between i can't i did it at school i can't even remember what it is now um but there's a difference between doing long distance training and short distance training short distance training for wrestling is probably what you want to concentrate more than doing the long distance yeah i completely agree it's it just teaches your body differently and I I agree with leaving a bit of space for people to get sort of used to it again because it's it's a lot of impact on the body as well as the cardio and people need to adjust. You, If nothing else, we've probably all got a bit soft 
And I don't mean like soft as in like all cowardly and all this. I mean like you get used to the constant impacts and your That's body sort of becomes immune. Not immune, but used to it. And then It's healed. Yeah. Your, bo your body's healed now over a space of it. Like if you've not bumped in the space of, you know, when I did, I did my first bump the other week when we got the unit, and I just remember, I went, man, this hurts more than I remember. Yeah. I mean, just like, looking up and thinking, is it worth it? Yeah. It's like, and that's, that's the fact is that your body's healed now. Because usually when you, you know, you, if you're wrestling, you if if you're not on shows, you're normally training at least once a week. Uh, so you'll be bumping then, um, and you know that's it is what it is with wrestling. People don't understand, like people obviously in the business understand, but people outside the business they don't understand, the, you know, how much it takes on your body, um, and it's it, it it sucks at times. And yeah. you know when you're getting back into it after time, you know your body's healed, and you've got to break it in again. There's going to be a lot of rough feeling wrestlers over the next six months. So oh, definitely. My next question, I'm going to ask slightly differently. Uh, because you do a bit of both, so you do promoting and wrestling, I normally ask yeah. um, sort of people you think people should keep an eye on, so people you'd like to sort of work with. But I'm going to ask you in an aspect of people you would like to work with and people you would, you're looking forward to showing off on your show. Um, so, I think, for me, like, one of the, the big guys that's, you know, he's been on Twitter constantly, you know he's got a, a wrestling ring in his back garden, is Joe Lando. I think he's in for, I wouldn't say a year, because we're probably not going to get a year of wrestling, but I think from the start of wrestling, he's going to be a name on most people's uh, rosters. I think he is a talent, and he's such a young age. Um, and I think like there's some real prospect of him going somewhere. Yeah, freakishly um, good. Yeah, another one um, is Callum Newman. Like now, I didn't know much about this guy until about late 2019, and I saw some clips of him. I'd watched him. I actually picked up. Um, uh, Pillman Jr. from um, London, the once, and he was on this show, and Callum Newman was on this show as well, and I just saw and again, another young lad uh, who I think is just he's just waiting for that big opportunity for someone that's just yeah. going to take him off um, again, an unbelievable talent um, when I look at him, I see signs of Osprey in him um, as in talent-wise and I just think, you know, I think that's that's the future of um, British wrestling at this moment. Um, who else? Who else? Um, I'm going to say as well, I, I used to have him on the SWA roster quite a lot. He's already started back wrestling with Progress, uh, and it's Elijah. I, I think... Um, Elijah is such a hidden gem or has been a hidden gem for a while now and it looks like now that his career might be kicking off because I've wrestled him numerous times and every time I wrestle him I just find that I get better and better 
um, and because of working with him. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's another one that's really going to have a, a good uh, kickstart to when wrestling's back. Yeah. Um, all all three of them so far, like mad smooth, like insanely agile, like just watching them. I I watch all three of them and just think, wow, it's it's amazing to watch and just like Joe Lando's put on like a stone in weight and can still move like he's a feather. It's insane. I, I mean. You, you see some of the stuff he does, you know, on Twitter, yeah. his background and stuff, and it's just no normal man can usually do something like that. Um, and I'm excited for what he's he's going to bring. Uh, uh, he's always been very good when I've seen him at SWA before I owned it. Um, he also had uh, a great match with a close friend of yours, Tom, as well. Yeah. Um, and I think... Uh, and if you can get a great match out of Tom, like, you must be good at what you do. <laughs> no, I, 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 I will sit here and I will say I think Tom is a great talent. Um, yeah, I can't really list. argue um, that. He, he's on my list of one of guys I, I want to wrestle when I come back. Yeah, I'm I'm going to slightly big up Tom. Um, if people see us together, they think we just slag each other off, but he's the reason I wrestle and... I think he's a sort of, not an unknown, but I think he's an underrated name. Yeah, so. I, I would say so. I think, you know, he's, he's, he's been in the, the business now probably maybe a bit longer than me, I think. Oh, he's uh, coming up to about 10 years. Really? Yeah. I did not think it was that long. Yeah. He's, yeah, about 10 years now. That is mental. I did not think it was that long. And uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, underrated. I don't think um, he gets enough opportunities on bigger shows than what he should. Um, I was happy to have him at SWA, uh, and he was fantastic. The match was really good. Um, so I wish more people would take chances on him as well, because such a nice guy as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Completely agree. I hope he never hears this podcast because God help me if he does. Um, I kind of took you off on like a side tangent there to talk about my friend. <laughs> so That's I'm fine. gonna gonna try and curve it back round for you so you could go back to your your list of people. Um, are these guys that you I I'd want to wrestle now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is where it becomes tough because I have a fair few. Um, we'll limit it to a maximum of five because for people that are listening well, it's 8pm and I don't want to keep you all night <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying this because we just mentioned but Tom is definitely up there yeah um, Joey Scott is another one uh, I think fantastic talent uh, been in the business quite a fair time as well knows his stuff so I'd, I'd love to give him a uh, I'd love to give him a good go yeah um and I know he would literally probably outshine me in every single way. Um, who else would I like? Oh, 
it's a tough one. Yeah, it is quite a difficult question, which is why I try and limit the number. But I also know okay, by okay, limiting the, it. The, the last one I'll say. Um, and I hope, you know, people have been teasing. I'm going to say it. If he comes back, it'll be Martin Kirby, uh, as in a one on one match. Yeah. Because um, I've only faced him in Chuck Um And I would, I'd love that if I, if I could get that match. Um, but yeah, that would be, they would be my three. Yeah. I'm really hoping he does come out of retirement, like so much. <laughs> I worked a seminar with him, and he he's just the nicest man, like just human, and he's too good not to be doing it. But that's just he, my opinion. No, you you you're right. He is. Um, I think like in his head because when he went to Japan, he'd accomplished everything that he wanted to. But I really do believe now, especially now, I think person of his caliber British wrestling needs guys like that now, they need that sort of talent for the next crop of guys to come through to face so they get that experience um, yeah, he's so good just naturally so well, I say naturally, he's obviously put a lot of hard work into it but he makes it look so natural and so smooth that yeah, I 100% agree that let's hope he one day decides to come out of retirement. So, we've listed off quite a few. We've spoke about the experiences. We've spoke about the unit. We've spoke about the plans for the promotion. So, where can people find this information? What is their Facebook pages, Instagrams, Twitters? Uh, yeah, I'm, like, my Luke Basham profile is all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, APW Pro Wrestling is, you know, is the same Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and the same with SWA. You can find it all on there. Um, currently, not got any merch to plug, unfortunately. Um, it's the one thing I'm wait, waiting for until we get further into it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, at the moment, a lot of people uh, are struggling. We do have a GoFundMe um, for the, the school because obviously. We don't get any income and we haven't had any help over the year, which is doing really well at the moment. But if there are people out there that can help donate towards it, it would be massively appreciated. And it goes a long way to starting the next generation of pro wrestlers. Um, other than that, that's roughly it. Yeah, so we need to get people to follow them pages so they can keep an eye on the, ro- an eye on the roster reveals. Because you've started to reveal the Shropshire Wrestling's roster towards the end of the year so if people want to track it they need to give you a follow hopefully have a look at the unit have a look at the gofundme um i'll attach it all when we release this podcast as well that's Uh, great i appreciate that mate so i've asked you everything i wanted to ask you but i'm going to give you like a free floor for anything else you wanted to add um i don't know just thanks for having me on i guess um you know, it's been good to have a good catch up with you. I hope you're doing well. Um, you know, shout out to my girlfriend. She, no doubt she'll be the only one that listen, wants to listen to my voice, hopefully. Um, you know, and I, I really hope those that do listen, um, you know, I hope you're all excited for Brit Wrestling being back as much as I am because I really want to show that Brit Wrestling is better than what you've heard for the past year. Yeah, I agree. Um, Thank you for coming on. 
Um, thank you for talking about a bit of everything, uh, being a promoter and being a wrestler. Um, I know it's kind of hard work to mix both of them. It's hard enough being one, let alone both. Um, so I'm going to bring the podcast to an end. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, Luke, for coming on the podcast. And I hope everyone has a lovely day. Thank you.